Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Go Ahead Mama. It's Danielle writing, not so solo today, but Kate's not with us because I'm interviewing the super talented Amy Westervelt. Hi, Hi. Amy. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Um, for all of our listeners, it's no shocker that we'd be interviewing Amy because she is a mom, um, but she's also an amazing journalist, climate change guru, and just a whole load of awesomeness. Uh, the latter is clearly why we wanted her to be on the show today. Um, but Amy, we're going to talk about the range of things. There's just so much to chat with you about, especially um, your one of your more recent popular articles, uh, Having It All Kind of Sucks, <laughs> which was <laughs> the title alone made me love you. Um, but let's 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 hold off on the motherhood for a second, because it's so easy to get caught up in that. Let, let's talk about Amy, the person pre motherhood or outside of motherhood. Like, tell us a little bit about you, the woman. Um, well, I have been a journalist for about 16, 17 years now. I just actually like, I just had to fill out a form, um, where I had to like, you know, list off like the years of experience I had. And I was like, damn, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) When you start hitting the the, the double digits of experience, you're like, Ooh, very experienced is another way to say that. Um, (laughs) so so yeah, I um, I started um, writing for magazines when I was in college, and then kind of kept doing it when I graduated, um, and have always sort of focused on a lot of science and environment um, topics, um, and have always kind of been interested in gender and uh and race and equality as they relate to science and tech and health um too so so yeah that's kind of that's kind of what I've always tended to focus on um I have like a real love for the underdog and a real like um I don't know I feel like I'm like kind of a a bulldog about um unfairness in the world Mm, (laughs) yeah um so yeah I get I get like really trapped in those issues um, well, our listeners won't be shocked as to why I, I was like, I need to talk to Amy, because that tends to be where I land on a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of these uh, uh, topics. Um, and outside of the serious stuff, uh, um, my husband is a Raiders fan, oh, nice. so he's also on board with always being the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> so we're 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 a family of, of rooting for the underdog for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it, I think that's that's what I thought was uh, most captivating about you. Or one of the things that was captivating about you was that there are so many, like if you look up Amy's, uh, as she said, well-experienced background, the topics really do range. And I think as people, it's so easy to kind of get uh, funneled into one area of concern or one area that people are really focused on and it's almost praised to do mm-hmm. that. Um, but, but it's exciting to see someone that's able to Define success, and in, in, then we'll talk about that, but but find it in a number of different areas, including uh, motherhood. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to the, 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 the Go Ahead Mama part, which is tell us a little bit about your motherhood status. Like how many um, of these amazing angels have you brought into this world? Are you one and done? Did you decide to go back around for a second time? Tell us I a little did. bit more you, about your, I your kids. I thought I was one and done, and then I like turned up pregnant. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that how it happened? I, know. I was like, I know, I know. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'll be 38 in June, and I just had a baby two months ago. Um, and I was like, my goodness. You know. See, I, I, I knew it was recent. I didn't know it was that yeah. recent. You're a rock yeah, star. So you're, you sound so normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I had, I had, I have a another kid who's almost four he'll be four in May and um and you know I I felt like that was enough um but then yeah I don't know I don't know what I was thinking like obviously I know where babies come from you know (laughs) (laughs) we can talk about that another time Amy if you really want to sit down and have the conversation (laughs) Um, but anyway, like my husband and I had kind of talked off and on about like, should we, shouldn't we have another kid? And I was like, I had pretty much decided no. And then, you know, this guy, this guy came along, um, and, Mm. um, for a while, I actually wrote about this in the guardian. I, I had like what they call antepartum depression, which is like 
before the baby comes. <laughs> tell, tell us more, because that was where I was going. Like, how are you adjusting to new baby? Yeah, like, I was, I was really, I was... I was really depressed for a while when I was pregnant and I was, Mm. I was really worried about it. Like I, um, I, I actually like went and saw, I have been, um, advocating therapy for other people for like my entire life, but have never gone myself. Oh, do as I say, not, not as I do. I'm like, it's, it's great. Everyone should do it. And I just like never really felt the need to, but I did in this case, I was just like, I can't like, I can't like think my way out of this. And I feel like it's bad for the baby and it's bad for every, it's bad for my other kid, you know? Um, and so I went and saw someone just a few times and it was like enough to sort of just like get my head on straight and be like, okay, like, you know, she basically was just like, it's totally okay to feel a little bit sad for a while and like, just mm. move through it. You know, like you can't, you can't, um, cause I was, I was like, I'm, I'm just so worried that this is going to affect the baby. And she's like, well, like, what's your option? You feel the way you feel. You can't like, <laughs> you know, like, she's like, Amy, seriously, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that makes so much sense when someone else says it. So, um, so well, yeah. you know, what's funny is, um, uh, it's the notion that, and I think Kate and I, Kate and I have either talked about it on the show or personally, we talk about a lot of things that gets jumbled up, but the idea that it's so hard to just say that you're sad while you're pregnant because everyone else around you. Yeah. It's like, congratulations. That's so wonderful. Like, and I think just in general, like people are very unrealistic or like, un, um, unwilling to be realistic about kids, um, in general, like in, I don't know, it's like amongst mothers, I feel like people will kind of talk very really, like, you know, <laughs> very like realistically about it. But in like the general public, it's like, it's, we still sort of have this weird thing where you're supposed to just pretend that like absolutely everything about having children is wonderful and amazing. And like, you know, um, it's not. So... <laughs> It, yeah, though there was um one uh, one of well again I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead because I'm just so excited to chat with you because it's just like one of the things you said in in in, in an Exo Jane oh yeah mm-hmm. article um was uh that like sometimes you just want to put them in the backyard and have uh you know cocktails with your girlfriends for an <laughs> yeah. hour and just be okay with that and it is that kind of um that kind of acceptance that you're not a bad mother, let alone a bad person for wanting to separate yourself from something you love for a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's just so interesting that that's not the dialogue that you hear. No. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you've heard it from other women, but Kate and I are still like trying to wrangle the troops where we're like, so can you tell us that this is okay? Cause we think it's okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's yeah. okay. Yeah, I know it's, um, it is really weird. And that drives me crazy too, that like, um, that there are so many other like so many women who will like judge other women's parenting or whatever like whole approach to it or feelings about it or whatever is just like come on like we get enough of that crap from everywhere else like we don't need yeah can can I have a break can you be my support yeah, system please? like I I um, I never, and I never joined any kind of like mom groups or anything. Cause I just heard so many horror stories from friends of mine about like getting super judged in their mom groups that I was like, Ooh, I don't need that. Like, that's, yeah, nope. <laughs> if I'm going to be judged, I can just wait for the other people to I, do it. I don't need yeah, it from people. I can just call my mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least, you know, she loves you from some place. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that, it's just so funny to hear because it, it's something that Kate and I constantly talk about. Um, but you know, with, with, with you being so open about kind of having gone to therapy and, and I think that's, I, I totally am so excited for you because I, I'm a big proponent myself of just talking about mental health yeah. issues and being honest about them. Um, but curious in addition was, I mean, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, any personal changes that you remember, about yourself when you became a mother, um, you know, and I think just kind of making the step to go into therapy is a huge personal growth moment. Yeah. Um, were there any other ones that you've experienced? I know you're two months into it, uh, so it might, you know, but you've had the four year old before. Yeah. So anything you remember? Yeah, I think that um, for me, I um, it actually like this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but I feel like it made me actually stress less about a lot of different things. Like it was um, with the first one, especially I was just like, eh, like, um, I don't know. I just sort of very clearly saw things in terms of like 
you know, will this thing that I'm worrying about, like, um, cause the death of a human? No. Okay. Not worth worrying about, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, yeah, it just made me sort of like very, like, just think very simply about things and like not stress out about work. Cause I was just like, you know, like, um, I'm trying to keep a human alive and <laughs> right. First and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Like that, um, seems like it should be more important than pretty much everything else. And like, um, and it was, it was actually like kind of, I don't know, like soothing in that respect for the first few months. But I did also like after that kind of feel like, you know, so with my first son, I took, I took like three or four months off and then I sort of slowly started working again, um, from home. And I, like, I did a nanny share with a friend of mine for a while. And, um, uh, like it, it took a really long time to just get the whole childcare balance thing figured out. Um, like I went through a few different situations where like, um, you know, either there were, people that I didn't that like didn't necessarily like jive that well with me or with my son or it was like they needed more hours and I couldn't really afford that much and you know um oh speak to it Amy yeah. like childcare is not it's cheap like everyone tells you childcare is not ke- yeah. cheap uh, but it's like it's a cost to you financially it's a cost to you emotionally because you're essentially trying to find another human to love your child at least closely yeah. to the way that you yeah. will um so I, I, I understand that, that struggle. I'm curious about this nanny share. Yeah. I know this is off topic a little bit, but how did that work out that for you? Awesome. Um, that was awesome. That was actually like what we ended up doing as more of a permanent thing with him, at least for the first couple of years, like before preschool. We had, I had a friend who like happened to live within walking distance from my house and she had hired this amazing, like super experienced, really awesome nanny. And, um, my kid and her kid were about the same age. So I would just like walk over there, um, and drop him off and then like walk back to get him, you know, however many hours later. And it was great cause she had her full time there. So I could kind of like I could kind of have like drop-in hours at their house. Oh, okay, that's okay. Really Listeners, nice. consider nanny share. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> it was really great because um, you know I was worried because I was like really planning to just have one. I was always worried that like he wouldn't have enough like time with other kids or whatever. So it was like good yeah. for socializing. She was super great. Um, it was close to my house, and then it was cheaper for both of us too. So that was you know that was very nice. Um, so yeah, it was great. Highly recommend that setup if you can, if you can like find a way to do it. Well, so the, so this will, this will be an interesting conversation because I, I want to know, did, uh, did nanny share lead you to having it all? Is that, is that what's answered your, oh. your prayers and then left it sucking a yeah, lot? You know, it's <laughs> funny. Cause like, so that was a great situation, but it, it took me a really long time to find it. And, um, in the meantime, like, so that first time I really felt like my career took a massive hit, um, and it took me, this is part of why I was like a little bit, um, I think this is part of like why I was a little bit depressed when I like found out I was pregnant with the second one, because I was like, Oh, like I, I just got my career back on track. Like I, I felt like I took about like a two or three year, um, hit basically. Like I had to start back a few years when I finally like kind of got the childcare thing sorted out and started working again and had just kind of gotten back to where I was when I found out I was pregnant with the second one. And I was like, no. Um, so, so yeah. And, and in that case, it was like, you know, the first time I was pregnant, I told people I was pregnant I took time off. And in my experience, that made a lot of people like never work with me again. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, yeah, no, go ahead. No, no go I ahead. Gonna, I was no, no, say, no. Let's... So when I was pregnant with the second one, like I, I just didn't tell anyone, um, because I was like, well, this really backfired on me the last time. And, you know, I would rather like, um, if I need to take some time off, just pretend that I'm like sick or on vacation or whatever. Cause that tends to go over better. <laughs> yeah yeah people just assume like oh okay like well you're not going to be available for years you know (laughs) 
And, and it, that was the thing, because I've got a lot of, uh, of there, there are a lot of uh, quotable moments out of your article that I pulled out, because I was just kind of like, this is funny, this is funny, this is my life. <laughs> um, and and one of the the last ones I was going to talk about, but we're here now, I need to bring it up, because this, it said, um, because when you think about it, reflecting back on the first month of my son's life and reveling in what a good job I'd done at covering up the fact <laughs> that he exists is pretty fucking sad. Yeah. And... Amy, when I read that, my heart sank because I did the exact um, reverse to what you did with with your first. With mine, I I didn't tell anyone um, until I kind of was forced to. And we were in a different situation. We were moving. There was a lot going on. Um, But that feeling that everyone, A, once they find out, wants to celebrate. So you've got this network of people on on your left side that say, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And you're just like, I'm still figuring out what's happening in my body. And then on the right side, uh, there's these people that you're like, if I tell them, they are going to not, it's not even about the professionalism. And I think what frustrated me was that in creating a life, people started to question my ability to be a responsible person. Mm -hmm. and, And in some ways that would lead into a responsible professional. And that was really frustrating because like, A, this is this is a natural part. Like you wouldn't be here if someone did not procreate. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the dynamic yeah. of by bringing forth life, you are becoming, I mean, I, I understand it. I just highly disagree with it. Um, the notion that you, you by creating life, the only way to do that, to make other people happy is to hide it in some cases, especially professionally. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I um and, you know, it's really weird because I don't feel like men have to do that at all, you know? Like, oh, not at if all. If anything, it's, everyone's like, oh, that's so great. You're going to be a dad, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, and it's sort of just assumed, like, okay, well, you'll take, like, two weeks off at some point, and then you'll be back, and it'll be fine. And, like, you know, and, I mean, okay, like, they don't go through the physical or ordeal, but, like, you know, they're probably still sleep-deprived. Um, yeah. And life life has changed changed for them as well. There's still, you know, so it's like, um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why there's like this sort of assumption that they can totally handle that. No problem. But women will be thrown into like a multi-year tizzy that they may never recover from. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that's the funny thing. It is, it is that notion where it's just like, you'll never recover for this. And then you're looking at them like, but you have two kids yeah. too. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so the other, one of the other good point, I mean, again, I, I'm being total nerd here by like highlighting the things you said. Um, but I, I noticed that you wrote, uh, I had routinely, um, I routinely had women pass me over for work because I'm, because I was pregnant or complain that I can't make an evening yes. meeting because I have yeah. kids mm-hmm. and going along with the same vibe. Um, I, I, Kate will tell you that I'm not the most tactful when it comes to rude people. Yeah. Um, so Good. I'm interested. Why should you when... be tactful to rude people? <laughs> well, but, but, but again, uh, like having it, like procreating, some people respond differently to that, right? <laughs> some people welcome it and some people think that you're a cold hearted bitch. But if that's the case, let it be. But I am curious for those people out there that, that may want to navigate these waters in a little bit more tact than a Danielle version, um, that just flips people the bird and walks off. Um, what did you do? How did you handle those moments where people were treating you differently because you were either pregnant or because you had responsibilities that related to you being a mother? So in, um, in some cases I said something in some cases, like I just, I wasn't even like given the opportunity to cause the people just like disappeared. And I was like, wait, what happened? Oh, okay. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, like there was, um, there was a pro- like a, a reporting project that I was working on with with um, four or five I think it was five other female reporters and I th- I was the only one who had kids and so they were always wanting to schedule meetings at like six o'clock at night which I was like you guys that's like the worst time you know <laughs> like it's just not it's never gonna work you know of all the twenty four hours in a day six like p.m. is not the one you yeah. want to pick um, and. And they would kind of be like, ugh, like you and your childcare. And mm. and I was like, uh, did we not like reschedule around so-and-so's like vacation last week? Is that is that like supposed to be more important than my children? Like, you know, mm. <laughs> like that's yeah. okay, but me having to like feed my kid is um is A onerous problem. to you. Like, yeah, come on. 
being in Santorini is okay, but feeding your no. kid. Yeah, not exactly. So much. It was like, oh well, so and so, you know, or like there were, you know, people who were like, well, I have, I'm, I'm doing soccer and I have practice. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's cool, <laughs> but like, I have, you know, like, so I'm like, I don't, like, I'm not saying that you should make special allowances for my kid. However, if I'm making special allowances for whatever's going on in your life, I feel like it's, you know. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal that I'm asking you to do the same for my kid. But there was always, there was, like, a little bit of a, like, because it's a kid, it's, like, I don't know. Like, it's a bigger issue it's a or problem. something. Yeah, like, you're, um, I almost get, like, the feeling from some people that, like, they see you as being, like, anti-feminist because you've, like, chosen to have a child. But that's so weird to me. I'm, like, I, I just, I don't know. It's very strange. It's very strange to me when, like, other women, especially those who self-identify as feminists, are, like, anti-rights for mothers. Um, yeah. It's just weird to me. I'm like, no one... But but then I, I kind of... I guess I kind of get it, too, because I do have a lot of friends who've been forced to, like, defend that decision over and over and over again and feel a little bit like, you know, fuck you, society. I'm not doing what you, like, think I should be doing. Um, so, I don't know. I think maybe it somewhat yeah. comes from there and, like, you know living in a world that yeah. they feel I, I just want to make a, a shout out yeah. to all of my feminist friends I think I think of myself as a feminist maybe maybe I still spell woman with an a yes. not, not a y, a y. Yeah. but but yeah. <laughs> but I still think that you know if we want to have more feminists in yeah. the world male or female we kind of need to let people procreate so we kind of have to figure out a line and that, and that's with any kind of like tough topic you that's the goal is to figure out what that line is before you go so far that you end up kind of screwing your own cause yeah. over yeah. Um, because there are so many women like you and I that are you know are advocates of women's rights and all these yeah. things and we just so happen to be moms yeah. too um so that'll be <laughs> that'll be an interesting chat for another yeah. day <laughs> yeah I know I'm still trying to I don't know I got actually um someone from the Atlantic called me that they were doing a story on um like women on like women versus women or like um like like why why there are these like certain issues where women like turn on each other and like um and they were covering like motherhood as one of those issues and I was like yeah I don't know an answer for you like I don't I don't know like I don't I think I think every person kind of like brings their own baggage to that discussion so it's hard to figure out like a one you know one way through it yeah, but you know, even you know, just talking about the, with with both of us and with Kate, like we're all um, uh, pursuing passions in different ways, be it traditional work or you know freelance or whatever it, uh, the options are. Um, another funny thing you said was, "I'm leaning so far and I'm falling flat on my <laughs> yeah. face." Um, now that you have uh, two children, you're you know you're making your way back into. Uh, your professional stance. You've got a lot of things going on, including a podcast that we're going to talk about a little bit more. Um, are you still leaning all the way? Like, how far yeah. are you leaning? Are you like, you know, forty five degrees? So <laughs> like, um, in one of your emails, you you asked if I had like let anything go since um, writing that essay, and, and I was totally was laughing at myself because I was like, oh yeah, I guess like that would be the logical thing to do is like look at that and be like, maybe I should let one of these things go, but no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, Amy. No judgment there, okay? Um, <laughs> Maybe a, a slight recommendation, but no judgment. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, that's a good idea. I probably should do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, part of it is like my personality too. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like blame too much on like society or whatever. Like I, I definitely like I'm an ambitious person and, and more than that, I'm just like, um, a creative person like I like to make I like to like do lots of projects and like be involved in lots of different things and like I I feel like I would do that to myself no matter what you know um right but I do feel like a lot of this and I you know um lean in is like an easy example but I do feel like there is a lot of this um kind of sentiment out there that like uh that you know, women are the problem that like we need to do more. And that's why, like, it's like, if we want more out of our lives, then we need to like do more. Um, or if we want more equality, then it's up to us to like, you know, take it or whatever. And I mean, okay, right. that's like true to a certain extent, like women need to stop apologizing so much and blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like it's like, you know, 
like stop blaming it all on women. There are definitely like some some you know cultural forces at play and some pretty like ingrained um, systems and thinking and whatever that like are not like our fault, you know, because I do feel like it's a little bit like, oh, well, you need to like demand this and you need to like do this and do that and work harder. And it's like, well, okay, but you know, I do think there are some things that could change to, to be a little more like welcoming to women in the workplace too, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think I well, made the this that, point yeah. in that essay about the whole, like, egg freezing thing and how, like, all these tech companies yeah. are like, look at us. We're letting people, we're paying for people to freeze their eggs. I'm like, cool. Could you also let people take a year off when they're, like, 26 and have a kid? Like, you know. <laughs> I know, because that? having a kid in, like, I, I was 29 when I had uh, had my daughter and... I'm like, oh my gosh, had I waited any longer? And I mean, you're, you're, you, like you said, you're 38 with a yeah, two month old. I don't exhausted. know if I'd have the energy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this, I would be so tired all the time. Yeah, I'm so tired now. I know. I'm like, okay, even this is what I was, cause I was saying this to a friend the other day, like, okay, even if you freeze your eggs, like, you know, having a kid at 40, even if your egg is 26, like your body is still 40 and like, right. Know, right. It's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. And it'll make it through pregnancy, you know, fine. Technology is great. Yeah. Science is amazing. Um, but it is kind of like that after, yeah. like once the baby's here yeah. and when they become a toddler and when they're four yes. and when they're 15, you know, like there's all of these phases that require way more energy than I think. I'm not talking about other people. I think, hey, you guys do what you want to yeah. do. Um, but I think I would just, I would just give up on life yeah. if I had to wait till my 40s to start a family. Yeah. Because it's so tiring. Um, yeah, and I yeah. heard, I got emails actually from a lot of women that were in their mid to late 20s who were just saying that they feel like if they want to have a career, they're going to have to freeze their eggs and wait until they're like 40 to have kids. And I'm like, that's a pretty sad statement if we're claiming that, you know, um, women have, you know, equal footing now and that you can totally like have a kid and work and blah, blah, blah. Like we're really not actually making it possible to do that in a way that, um, like that it would like naturally happen. I mean, and, and that's like, that's like assuming that you to like have a partner that you actually want to have kids with at 26 or 28 or 29 or whatever, which like, I know a lot of people don't, you know, um, don't have that. And, um, and that's like a whole nother issue. But like, if, if it's really just the job thing, that's keeping someone from, that's making someone think like, okay, I have to wait until I'm 40. That seems kind of fucked up to me. Like, I, I feel like we could do better. Oh no, there, there's a whole lot of better. And I mean, um, the, the conversations I had when I finally did start telling some, I'll use air quotes on mentors because I realize that at this age, the people that are mentors are actually friends. And then they're just people that like to tell you what they think. And they're not so much mentors. <laughs> um, but I had one allude to the fact that it was better that I not pursue the pregnancy. Wow. Um, as a, as a young lawyer, um, you know, I, I had left DC at the time. Um, but you know, I am, I'm for women deciding what to do their, with their mm-hmm. bodies. I'm just not sure I'm for, the idea that I have to make a decision just to keep my career. Now, that is an extreme case, and that was not what everyone was telling me, but I I did feel very taken aback Mm -hmm. by this very professional woman that I respected professionally um, giving me what she thought was sound advice. You know, and, and like, which frankly probably was sound advice in that, and you know, like could have, could have been in her firm, like that, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I've definitely, like, I've heard a couple of people, um, have mentioned to me that, you know, they've, yeah, that they've been encouraged to, um, put that off or like, like one, God, one woman emailed me that she was like five months pregnant or something. And her boss sat her down and was like, you know, are you sure that you really like have it in you to keep working at this point? Mm. And she was like, what are you like? I'm fine. You know, like, Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, and so that, that's the thing. It's like one side, do you have it in you to, um, keep working? And then the other side is, do you have it in you to like pursue caring for a life? Because the assumption is that you can keep working. Yeah. If, if you don't do this thing, you could be great. It's yeah. like, wait, I'm great already. Yeah. I can be great with or without, you know, 
with whatever decision I make. And I think that was, I think that's partly why Kate and I were like, we have to find, I mean, there's lots of moms talking, lots of conversations, but we just want to throw our voice into it because we just want to feel like you can be celebrated as a person and the decisions you yeah. make, including becoming a mother, yeah. um, are, are just another good decision people are making. And some people are not making the right decisions. And those people we can talk about in a separate situation. But if a lot of women are talking about yeah. this, um, it, it's it's clearly something that needs to continuously be be discussed. You can't just let it yeah. kind of fly by the wayside. I know. I had one friend who, um, like, after this, after this essay came out, was like, um, I mean, don't you feel like everyone knows that already? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel I actually no, because I had so many people email me and be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because like, no, like, you know, people really don't talk about how it really is and blah, 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 whatever, you know? So I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel like the conversation does still need to, um, to happen. And like the point does still need to be made. And, um, there is like a lot more that, that still needs to be kind of hammered out, uh, around the whole thing. Now, what I noticed and what I thought was really exciting, because I've, I've written pieces before and trolls are real, oh, yes. right? Um, but what I saw, yes. at least with this, was that there was a, an overwhelming sense of like, especially there, there are a few older women that I remember them saying their ages and they were just like, oh, I wish somebody had written this, um, you know, years ago. But I was wondering what type of, I mean, I, I've seen... Uh, uh, responses to uh, to your piece and uh, some suggesting that maybe it's the age, like maybe, you know, after after your child turns X number of years old, it does kind of, you can't have it all. It's it's like a fight back to the notion that some people, like, I think like you and I and Kate, like we do want to have it all. We want to work. We want to do right. this um, because we're passionate people and we're dedicated and we were individually motivated before becoming wives, mothers, right. whatever. Um but <laughs> what is what is your take to the to the opposition that no 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 we can have it all I think that um I think that the really like the I don't know my sort of conclusion is that you can you can have it all just not at the same time you know like you um like that you actually have to be kind of focused on one thing or the other at different points in your life um and that were you okay with that initially no, though Amy I was not like and and even like I mean so in this in like with this baby I because of the financial situation that my husband and I are in like I I literally took like the day I gave birth off and that was it like I was working from bed the day I got home from the hospital and like haven't really mm. stopped since then. And that is definitely like not ideal. I have had, I have like thrown myself a few pity parties, but at the same time <laughs> I was like, you know, the, the, the plus side of it is that like I, my career hasn't taken the hit this time that it did last time, you know? Right. And like, I, I have still managed to spend like a fair amount of time with my son and, you know, um, and whatever, like I, I don't feel like a total failure on the, the mom front. So I'm like, you know, but then I'm like, is this really ha like, is this what it's supposed to be? Is this what we're supposed to be like, um, gunning for is that like, you know, right. um, you are just like flat out killing yourself to make it work. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you, you know what? Here's the funny thing, Amy. And I don't know if it's because of, of, uh, of Kate and I kind of being, we, we went to law school together. So we're like trained in this world. that's not very supportive of, of personal life in right. general. No shocker yeah. there. Um, and I think in, in my view, the, the goal is, you know, pina coladas on some sunny beach <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Right. That's like the ultimate goal for yeah. me. <laughs> but, you know, the, the interesting thing I'm wondering is like, is it is it just something that our society kind of frames that really no, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to this because I'm thinking it through at the same time, because it's this notion that motherhood is supposed to be uh, not easy, but yeah. smooth. Yeah than what we expected it and it and you're right like there's so many moments where I'm just like no was was this really like the doing the podcast and being a mom and being a wife and being a friend and a family member and all this stuff I'm trying so hard to do it right yeah. um and and some different portions are falling flat at times but it never kind of feels like everything's smooth at the same time mm -hmm. Um, when the goal was to be on the beach with the pina colada, right? right? right. <laughs> but then flipping it, saying, okay, well, you know, say I had decided that 
you know, hey, husband, stay away from me, no babies, um, and kind of focused on work only. In our profession, to be quite frank, and I don't think anyone's gonna be shocked by this, the pina coladas don't necessarily show up there no. either. Yeah, that's um, true. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like giving, I'm, I guess I'm giving myself the space to say that it's, people have to decide how much of themselves they're going to give to whatever they're committing themselves mm-hmm. to. Because one way or another, if your goal is pina colada and you're not getting there professionally or being a mother or being whatever you're, is you're mm-hmm. doing, then you kind of are falling short and forgetting what the goal is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's true. So I'm just trying to think through. Yeah, that. I mean, I do think that like our approach to work and life in general is like is not healthy, um, and and that I, I mean, I guess that's the like the I think. So there's two things. Like one, I think that um, that we need to like I, I I feel like we need to stop thinking about um, pe- like people spending family time as being this like whole separate category of life. You know, like like there again, like with this um, this project that I worked on, it was like I, there were all these people who who you know thought of their like personal outside of work pursuits as being something like wholly different from you know me having to deal with kids at home and I'm kind of like I kind of feel like those things could just be treated like you know everyone has like a certain amount of hours that they spend outside of work doing whatever it is and we can have like equal respect for all of those things you know (laughs) right Um, right Right. That's a really good way to think about it. (laughs) It's like, okay, like I, you know, not that like, I'm not equating like, you know, dealing with kids to like, um, taking a dance class, but like, don't judge Amy. Maybe they're really intense. Okay. Um, so that's fine. Like I think, so, so there's that. And then I think that, um, that, uh, that we have kind of gotten into this thing of, at least in the U S of like, you know, um, like the number of hours you work is some sort of like badge of honor, you know, and it's just yeah. like, come on, that's not like all that's doing is putting money in someone else's pocket. And in most cases, like, I don't know, I feel like there's this like weird thing that we've done where like everyone has bought into this idea and it's like, well, wait a minute, is this actually making anyone's life better apart from like the very few people who are like benefiting from all of our crazy work ethic, <laughs> you know, like, um, right. Right. Yeah. So I do, I do think that like everyone kind of needs to be like, well, wait a minute, you know, how, like, what do I really want the, the like makeup of my life to be? And how do I really want to like spend my days and, and okay. Yes. Um, that is, you know, a little bit of like a privilege to be able to do that. But I actually like, I I had this conversation with someone too recently where they were like, well, like, you know, um, people of like a certain economic level and a certain education level, like, you know, have this whole thing of like wanting work to be enjoyable and wanting this and wanting that and wanting to have like work-life balance. And, you know, if you're just trying to like make ends meet, then, you know, that's not really an option. Um, and I, I kind of, I feel like that's almost a little bit patronizing in some ways. Like I think every human wants to have their life like be a certain way, you know, like whether they have money or not. Like, I think that everyone, um, has dreams and that everyone like, you know, like even if they are not in a position where they're able to, to make their lives the way they want them to be, like they probably have an idea of what they want their life to be like, you know, um, and to say like that only these people have that is kind of strange to me. (laughs) Um, I mean, one of the things you weren't, um, that you did a really good job of making upfront statements was that, listen, I'm not trying to pretend that my life is the no, shit. Yeah. Um, and you were saying that, you know, like you, you're married, you're, you have a, you know, a, a comfortable socioeconomic yeah. level. Um, but I was curious, um, uh, because, because it kind of, you know, you're doing all of this stuff, you're so creative, but you're juggling all of this. Um, what is your village look like? What does your village yeah, look so like? That's you know? another really important thing. Like I don't have parents that help me out in any way. I don't have, um, in like my, my husband is from Scotland. So our in-laws are like, my in-laws are very far away. Um, and they don't have the money to like come over and, you know, help us out or whatever. Um, and, my husband, like part of the reason that we, um, 
we live in this like small town up in the mountains is because we, we were living in the Bay Area and it was so crazy expensive that he was having to work like 70 hours a week and was like no help at all with our first kid. And so we like very consciously were like, okay, we're going to sell our house. He's going to quit his job. We're going to move somewhere where the cost of living is lower and we can work a little bit less. And you know, some of the, the trade-off for that is that like we have less money. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, right. So, so, you know, that's part of it too. It's like, like I do, um, I do want to be careful about owning the fact that like I've made certain choices to try to create like, you know, a life where I can like spend time with my kids and have a career and, you know, um, uh, and you know, maybe that is asking for too much. Maybe it's, maybe it's like not feasible to have all of those things all at the same time, or it's certainly not easy to have all of those things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I, I don't know that I really have a village to be honest. Like my, you know, my husband definitely, um, is, is like pretty even with parenting right now. He's like doing most of the parenting of our older kid and I'm kind of dealing with the baby. Um, and right now we're in a position where like he has started a company and we're kind of like, you know, it's, it's close to turning a profit, but not quite there yet. So I'm shouldering the financial responsibility too. So that's tough. Um, but he's, you know, trying to like pick up the slack on like home and parenting stuff. If I'm doing more, spending more work time and things like that. So I feel like even though actually like he took a real beating in, in like the comments for that story because I like, yeah, because I, well, I, I saw that and I wanted to give you space to communicate yeah. <laughs> about yeah. that. So, I mean, I, I think that of course I, th- I don't know a lot of women who don't feel like their husbands could be doing more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to laugh loudly at that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amy, that's. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, there's Bella. always stuff that I feel like, <laughs> come on, you could be doing this or that. But in general, like he, um, he's very, he's a very involved parent. He, uh, like tries to help out around the house. I, you know, like our house, I think that's the one thing that I definitely have let go is like, house cleaning but I don't know that I like that I yeah. ever really like did much of that to begin with so. of of the moms we've talked to that always seems to be the first to go they're like sanity or spotless floorboards yes, uh, exactly. yeah yeah it's yeah. gone um well we're, we're gonna have to start a, a campaign for you um Amy hashtag Amy needs a village <laughs> yeah. we need to yeah. Uh, find Amy a village. Um, but, but it sounds like, you know, and I think this is the thing for a lot of people, it is similar where it's just the two parents figuring yeah. it out. Um, we like, we're far away as our listeners, yeah. uh, know my family is far. So we're, we're in a similar place where it's kind of like, okay, we're figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, some days are good. Some days are not yet. Yeah, and, and I, and, and I, I, I laugh because yes, there are lots of moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, seriously, you couldn't take the laundry out of yeah. the, the yeah. show, out of the, out of the um, washing machine. But then there are days where you know the the other partner is kind of taking up a lot of the slack yeah. so um readers be gentle yeah. okay Gosh. although I will say that um I was really expecting to get like heavily trolled um after that story came out and you and you did didn't it. you I didn't I, no. I probably shouldn't say that out loud <laughs> I know as we submit the link like oh you haven't read it here it is Troll go away. ahead and comment yeah. there was like one <laughs> random lady in Australia who like got really mad and I was like you know you have like 18 months of or whatever like it's like a crazy (laughs) amount of like government paid maternity leave right like um, this is why you're mad yeah yeah (laughs) well how how are you maintaining I mean you know we talked a little bit about mental health earlier but how are you maintaining a sense of uh sanity and a sense of self throughout all yeah. this so i will like fortunately i um like i have not had any issues with postpartum depression so that's really good um okay and i've actually like been um i have i have been like pretty upbeat even though it's it's just like a crazy time right now i i'm a lifelong insomniac so lack of, so like sleep deprivation is something that like is an old friend to me it's not oh, so that's no. like um so it's it's almost good when you're dealing with a newborn that like it's you know i'm kind of like a functional person on very little sleep um oh, okay. which is good for me i dr- i drink a lot that helps me through <laughs> 
Uh, okay, I gotta ask, what's the drink of choice? We've gotta ask. Um, what's Amy drinking mo- later this evening? Usually beer. It's usually beer. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Just okay. A well, we'll, we'll straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> just just gotta keep it simple just gotta take the yeah. edge off yeah uh but so so we're not uh so what you're saying is you're not joining me for zumba is what you're no, doing no yoga no, no yoga but, okay. i mean i i do i do really want to um like find time to work in like i do try to like get outside for a walk but the last i don't know yeah the last couple months it's just i've had um i've I've just had to work so much that like, I, I don't have the time. My, my husband keeps saying, you really need to get out for a walk. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list, honey. I promise it is on the list of things yeah. to do. Yeah. But mostly I just, I feel like I, I try to like, um, kind of like remind myself every day that this is just like a moment in time and that like, you know, in five years, I'm going to be like, remember that time it was so crazy. And like the baby was a fussy nightmare. And like, I was doing all that work and, you know, didn't shower for weeks on end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, via, via our, our phone conversation, you smell lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it seems like, uh, you know, part of all of this is that you just, a constantly amazingly creative person, um, you know, and, and, that we'll put links to like, I don't know if we have space to put the links to all of the stuff that <laughs> you've been doing, including your your book, The Pitch Bitch's Guide to How the Media Works. Oh, yeah. um, you've got all of these articles that you've written on a range of topics. You know, my favorite ones are the ones on race and women, but yeah. um, they're definitely about climate and environmental issues. My, my inner tech nerd loves the ones about technology. Um, what what what's making Amy tick right now? Like, what are their creative things? Oh, definitely the range, yeah. which is her amazing podcast. Tell us yeah, more. Yeah, I um, I've been a print journalist for a really long time, and then just about a year ago, I was like, you know, I have been like an NPR nerd forever. I listen to all these podcasts. I should try to like. And I, I like to like always be learning some new skills. So I was like, I'm going to learn audio. So I contacted the local <laughs> NPR station here and offered my services as, as an old intern. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys, do you need an old intern? And they were like, sure. So, experienced, <laughs> experienced, Amy, experienced. Exactly. Yeah, and actually they were, it was nice because they were like, you know, um, you have a ton of great reporting experience and that's actually harder to teach than audio. So like, yes, we would love to have you come and intern. <laughs> so I did that. I did like a one month internship and kind of learned all of the, the audio stuff and then started working there part time and then started doing this podcast. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm really into that stuff. I'm also working on a couple of book proposals. Um, one of them is about this, like I, I just randomly started looking into, um, I don't know if you've heard about uh, restorative justice ever, but it's this like program that's in a lot of prisons and schools. That's, that's yep. like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting to me. And I, like I started, like I, I, st- I started like going, like just showing up at all these schools that do it. And like, um, so I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of a, a book proposal proposal around that but also just like to me what's interesting about it is that like it's kind of forcing people to sit in a circle and like talk to each other which is a a major um I don't know it's like you know I, I feel like there are all these issues that you see in the culture of like um like bullying and people not talking to each other and um narcissism and all these things that that can kind of be traced back to not just technology and Facebook and whatever, but just like this general, um, focus that the U S has always had on, on the individual above everything else. And I, I, I think that this idea of like, um, getting back to creating community at its most like basic level of like people sitting in a circle and talking to each other, (laughs) um, is really powerful. Like, I, I just think that that's something that, um, that we really need as a society that, that like, we really need to get back to like just being humans who look out for other humans and like, um, uh, yeah. So that's like, that's sort of my obsession right now is like looking into all of that stuff that's happening. Sounds simple, but uh, it's necessary conversation. Yeah. yeah. But like that, this conversation was amazing. Amy, I'm so glad that we had a chance to chat. Um, 
Before we go, though, uh, let people know how they can uh, learn more from you, learn more about you, website, Facebook. Do you do the the Twitters? I, do. I mean, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I know you do. Yes, you're actually rather good on the Twitters. <laughs> I know. I like, yeah, I like Twitter. I'm at Amy Westervelt on Twitter. Um, my podcast is called range. Um, that's at range podcast on Twitter. Um, Facebook. I mostly just like have people I actually know in real life on. So it's like, so we'll skip that. We'll We'll skip that. (laughs) Um, and then I, my website is amywesterveld.com. I try to keep that updated with stories. Um, I write mostly for the wall street journal and I have a big story coming out in Popular Science um, uh, in a few months that's looking at gender and race in virtual reality. So um, it's super, which is like fascinating and terrifying. Um, I cannot wait. You're like tapping into all of my 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 needs of conversation. <laughs> what you're talking about race? What you're talking about gender? I have to say yeah, something. It's super that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we will we will be sure to uh, share all of this information, share all your links and ways people can learn from you because you've just got such great information. And we look forward to that popular science article coming out. And range is awesome. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. And we will link to that as well. Thank so you. thank you so much, thank Amy. You. I really appreciate it. And I I like listen I, to your backlog um, of of episodes and really like what you guys are doing too. It's great. <laughs> as I was like hide my face like we're still no. working on it. Anyway. We're still working. No, it's great. Uh, I think um, it's really important to um, to provide a place for for I don't know just like honest conversation about it. And um, yeah, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Oh, awesome. So uh, this is the end of our, our recording. So I will, I'll, I'll stop there, but, um, Amy, this was awesome. Thanks. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. If there's anything that you want to, I mean, I don't, I mean, everything that you've said has just been awesome. If there's anything you think back, like, Oh, I, I shouldn't have no, said that. Let me I know. Cause I, I kind of feel like, like this is, um, I don't know. I feel like, like I am who I am. And if people don't like it, that's fine. <laughs> oh. I was like, are you trying to make me like a fan more and more? Is this, is like, this is just a goal. Uh, yes. Um, but if there's ever anything, um, I, I will send you more. I mean, I don't know how much you've been able to learn, but Kate and I do very different things professionally. So we can share that just so you guys, you know, we can all just kind of keep yeah, in touch. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, but it's just awesome. I'm, I'm really glad. I think this is going to be one of our one of our best awesome. shows yet. So I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, thank you so much. And then yeah, I'll keep you posted too on stuff that um, stuff that I'm doing that you might be interested in. And um, yeah, I don't know. This virtual reality thing, by the way, is really. I'm like, I'm really deeply disturbed. By it. Tell in in two minutes because we've hit our our seven fifteen mark or, yeah. or whatever it is. But two minutes, like or twenty yeah. seconds. Tell me more yeah, about this okay. article because I'm so, yeah. Popular science is my thing. I'm a biochemistry awesome. undergrad, so I'm like kind of yeah. a nerd. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's like um, be, like there's been all this research that has shown that virtual reality can be like very very good in a lot of ways that it can um, it can make people um, it can like teach empathy in in a lot of ways it can make people more socially responsible like if you embody someone of a different gender or a different race in virtual reality it can make you um, less likely to be racist or sexist in real life so that's great but the Mm. opposite is also true Um, and the Mm. people that are coming out with the first sort of like mainstream virtual reality products are mostly like it's mostly video games and movies and um, you know, it's, it's really, it's basically like a small group of like 25 year old white guys who are developing this like content that is going to have a major impact on society. And they, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't think that they're even like aware of how much more impactful it is than just like the average video game or movie. Like it, um, it sort of it operates on your brain differently it like makes your brain make memories um so it's like so i mean even if like if you look at it um from a violent standpoint like if you're shooting a bunch of people every day in virtual reality like in your brain it makes it like you've done that before so like oh my god scary (laughs) yeah oh my goodness um yeah 
Okay, so I will definitely be. Uh, what, and you said that's coming out it's when? Coming out, or are you working I, on it right I now? I just filed it, and I think it's coming out in either June or July. So I'll I'll okay. let you know as soon as they tell me. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I'm actually doing one for. Um, I'm doing a, a story just on women and VR for L magazine too. Oh, that, um, very cool! That is like just looking at the gender thing because there's been all these studies that have shown that like um, that sort of like hypersexualized female avatars in virtual reality make men more likely to be sexist, women more likely, like both men and women more likely to like um, accept the objectification of women and the rape myth, the whole like, well, she was asking for it dressed like that kind of, idea, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, mm. and I mean like most video games have like definitely do not do a good job of like not over-sexualizing women. So I'm like, great. So video games, comic books, yeah, I mean, all of yeah. it. Um, yeah. So it's really, um, yeah, it's disturbing, especially if I'm like, okay, great. So we're going to have like a bunch of, of like, you know, teenage guys like playing these games where they're like abusing women and shooting people. Great. Like, it's like. And this is supposed to make them feel even more comfortable with abusing and, and killing yeah. people. Excellent. The, this is also awesome. unfortunate too, because it has the opportunity to do, to like actually do the opposite thing. Like if they, if they put some thought into like, you know, creating, um, minority and female characters that were like substantive and positive, yeah. then, you know, yeah. we could really be like making a positive cultural shift, but like, you know, mm. I don't know. One person put it to me like, look, these companies are already taking a risk on a new technology and they're not also going to like change up the content that they've like been selling for years. <laughs> um, so that's comforting yeah. as a black woman. Know, that's great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That makes me feel awesome. Yeah, yeah, right? It's like, great, okay. Um, yeah. But your article is definitely going to be a, a launching pad for the discussion. Yeah, which I hope so. Because it's a really... Very important first step. It is, and, and it's not happening, really. Like, I don't... I Everything I've seen written about virtual reality is really like, gee whiz, this stuff's cool. And it is cool, but there's like a big dark cloud over it. well did you see and I, I'll, I'll let you go after this and yeah. we i mean i we can catch up another time but um did you see what happened with microsoft's ai attempt yes. on twitter yes you know and, and i mean it's a different mechanism but same still the same of, concept of yeah. like yeah. yeah yeah technology has good intentions but you have to steer it yeah exactly <laughs> and that's the thing that's a little bit like um, disturbing is a lot of the companies are kind of like, well, and it's, I mean, it's valid in a certain sense. Like a lot of them are like, well, we're just going to have to wait and see. And I'm like, great. So like, we're gonna have to wait for things to go badly before we do anything about it. But you um, know, the academic yeah. research is like, it's so like the, it's very limited. The groups of people, it's like, you know, college students that they can get to come into a lab, you know? Um, so that's yeah. a very limited yeah. demographic and, um, and yeah, but the other thing too, is like, I'm like, well, I hope that they're going to be sharing information with all of the, like the academic community so that, you know, we can have some like unbiased, um, looks at this stuff too, because I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very, well, <laughs> that's that's hopeful. Yeah. That is hopeful of you. Yeah. I'm very well. We could talk for ages because um, the work I do is in social impact and social oh, justice awesome. and, uh, consultancy. Mm -hmm. So it's it's different. But that's why, like between that and the restorative justice conversation, yeah. like we could go on yeah. for days. But I'll let you go <laughs> um, and 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 do other things like care for your very young baby. So I really appreciate yeah, this time. No problem. I appreciate it. And. Um, we can follow up soon, but I'll let you know when, when we're scheduling okay. this. And, and it sounds like time-wise we might be able... When, do you know when the L one is coming out? That I just want to know. That one is coming out in like early May. So that might um, that might be pretty new um, once this comes out, if you guys are looking at... Yeah, so that way mm -hmm. we can like pub whatever, or if there's something on range coming yeah. out, just let me know and I'll work it into like May, June-ish. That's what okay, I'm thinking. perfect. That's great. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you so Daniel. much. I hope you have a good day. Or night, I guess. All right, take care. <laughs> yeah. I know we're we're about to hit oh bath boy. time, so I'm gonna All go right, do that. <laughs> okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Woo woo, 
look at us. We did it. Another episode. So exciting. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Go Ahead Mama. And if you love us, give us five stars on iTunes and tell us what you liked. Positive affirmation is not always a bad thing. Tell us what we did well and we'll keep doing it. And we also love general constructive feedback. So if there's something that you think we can be doing better or a topic idea that you'd love to hear, email us at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't like us, just uh, step away from the computer right about now. Okay, well, special shout out to our audio engineer, Josh Chiruz, and our amazing intern, Reese Ravner. Until next time, thanks, mamas.